0: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Hi there, and welcome to another great episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Today we have a special guest with us. Um, It's Corey Graham, and she's from uh, Southern Minnesota. Currently teaches at the Byron School District. Uh, she's been a teacher for almost 30 years, and you can find her on Twitter at Corey like Tellers, kind of like storytellers, but Corey Tellers, K-O-R-Y. And uh, this is going to be awesome being able to talk with you, Corey, and welcome to the show.
1: All right, thank you. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's been awesome uh, getting to know you on on Twitter and, and seeing some of the great things that you do, and and uh, especially STEM stemmish kind of things. You've been teaching for almost 30 years. And um, now you're now you're this role called an elementary innovations teacher. Tell us a little bit about what is an elementary innovations teacher.
1: So what an elementary innovations teacher is is um, this position has been in this school district now for five years. I'm mm-hmm. on my third year teaching it. Um The reason why they called it an innovations class is in Minnesota, you um, need to have a technology license to teach a true technology class. Okay. So by calling it innovations, you can work around having the special licensure and a regular classroom teacher can teach the class. Um, And so the teacher that had been teaching it for two years moved on to the middle school, Um, It was a combination, my first year teaching it, it was a combination of like a true technology class where I was teaching things like keyboarding, Google Docs, and Mm -hmm. then also incorporating um, a little bit of coding as well. Um, And this is elementary, right? Right. This is elementary. So I was teaching, uh, I'm teaching first through fifth grade and I'm a specialist. So I'm like music or PE. Um, or art, where I see the kids on a rotation. Um, currently, I see my third through fifth graders for 27 minutes every three days. And I see my first and second graders for 55 minutes uh, once every six days. Mm-hmm. Um, over the three years now, my class is still evolving. Um, where it's become more of a STEM, I kind of say it's a STEM-ish class where I'm incorporating STEM. Um, we do coding in the grades two through five. I don't have to do any of the, um, more regular technology things because we have a digital media class for that still with the first and second graders. Um, I do incorporate some digital citizenship and, you know, how to use a Chromebook and things like that as well. Yeah, so that's yeah, a little right. bit more of a mix, um, but so it's a, it's it's a, wide been a lot of fun.
0: It's a wide variety of stuff, and you get to kind of do it for all those different age groups, and, and they get to come to your classroom, and they're excited to be there, you know. And it's right,
1: special. yeah. Yep, like I say, I get to teach the fun stuff all day long. You know, <laughs> we have robots, we have the Spiros, we have Dot and Dash, uh, B-Bots um, that I, I really do get to teach the fun stuff all day long. So that's, I've enjoyed it very much.
0: And, and and you know what? Those things are fun for kids. And, and maybe that's a good question. What What is it about all these kind of STEM kind of things that really just, boy, it just hooks these kids, right?
1: Right. Well, you know, number one, a lot of it is hands-on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that obviously gets them excited about things. Um, number two, one of the things that I love to tell them that I, that is my favorite part about teaching this kind of a class is that number one, they can all, or a couple of things they get to, they can always help each other. I mm-hmm. never, ever have to tell them you have to do this by yourself. Yep. You know, they can all, because any kind of, I know, you know, from talking to others that any kind of STEM career they might be in, typically they're working on a team or with a partner or something like that. Yeah. And then yeah. the other part is, is that there's typically not ever only one right way to solve the problem.
0: Gotcha. Yep.
1: You Problems. know, and yeah. I love, I think that's kind of fun for kids because that doesn't always happen in the regular classroom setting. there's,
0: There's,
1: there should probably be more of that encouraged, but at the same time, you know, it just doesn't happen. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But they, but they get to be creative. They get to like, you, you have the name innovations right in the title and, and, and that's gotta be, that's gonna be great for those kids to have that time to innovate, to create. Um, to, to try new things and uh.
1: right like I've um said a lot of times to other teachers like I almost feel like it's mental recess for the kids <laughs> that that you know they're they're still thinking a lot but it's just such a, a break from what it's like for them in the regular classroom that it's it's more like a recess. Yeah, but, but we're still thinking and, you know, working yeah. and all those kinds of things. So,
0: so you're a, you're a mental recess teacher. That's that's yes. good. <laughs> yes. Yep.
1: And
0: and, you know, um thinking about some of those things that you get. I mean, you mentioned you use you um, do things like that. But there's you know, there's some of those things that require some, um, you know, some planning or having some kits and some some funding and, you know, for some of those uh, products and things. But there's also a lot of other great things you can do. I mean, I can. I'm just talking with you. It looks like you have a green screen in your room.
1: Yes. Yeah. In this, this is in the primary building, and one whole wall is painted green. So yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very, and honestly, I've been trying to find um, more and more non techie ways for them to practice these skills. And so this year, um, I found a lot more board games that incorporate either problem solving or coding you know there's so many out there now that i have at least five or six different board games that let them think like a coder without having to be using a device or something like that and then um i have some stem tubs you know where they have a problem where like one of them is they have to design a playground for Hmm. children and it's just using straws and tape and things like that so it's nice it's important for the kids to know that everything stem doesn't mean that they have to be on a device
0: right and and in fact some of those you know games i mean that's really encouraging them to sit and with someone to play hands-on you know against someone with someone you know in in a Actually, interacting kind of atmosphere.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Just, as we all know, as as teachers, we see we see too many times when kids just get sucked into that, you know, that technology, that device, and 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 they're a zombie. They're 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 the only one existing in this world. You know? Right. Yep. <laughs> like yep. Fires going on behind them, and they're they're still they're still focused <laughs> on that screen. So yeah. So great.
1: Yeah.
0: So so um. You've done some great things. Tell tell me some some cool things but maybe also any any cool failures too.
1: Um you I because I am still learning, I'm learning along with the kids with so much of this there is failures all the time. Um that you know as now being in my third year, I've been improving but I've been trying different ways to um you know, teach my lessons and figure out what works and what doesn't. Yep. Um, I've started to use stations a lot mm-hmm. in my classes, and it's kind of funny how I might have a station set up and think it's going to be just the best station ever that kids are going <laughs> to love. You know, yeah. they're going to know that they only have to do it for two or three class periods, and then they'll get to move on. And um, there have been plenty of times where that is not the case, Um, you know, where they say they hate it or they don't Mm -hmm. like it at all. Um, I give out surveys at the end of every quarter uh, to all my students third through fifth grade. Um, And some of it's multiple choice and then other times they get to fill out, you know, a response. And with my fifth graders in particular, the past two years, one of the things that I've been told many times is that I talk too much (laughs) and that I should not talk as much as I do. And I, but, and one student, and I actually have this quote hanging up uh, on the wall in my classroom, is that you shouldn't talk to us so much. You should let us figure stuff out on our own and let us just do things. And when I read that, You know, I mean, number one, the failure of being a teacher that students didn't talk too much. But then, I mean, it really did help me think about I need to step back and let the kids figure stuff out. And so as much as possible, I try to, um, you know, I give them a direction of what to do, but then I step back and I let them figure it out as much as possible. But I'm still, even in this year's surveys, Already they're telling me I talk too much. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's two, you got, you got two great lessons out of that. You know, like teachers, we got to make sure that we're not talking too much. And and number two, those kids, they want to, they want to figure it out on their own. And
1: they really do. I mean, and that's what this year now with the way I have stations set up, I've really, let go of, um, you know, and everybody has to do things the way that works for them. But like with Dot and Dash or with this spheros, especially for fifth grade, because they already know how to use them, basically letting them just do what they want with them versus like mm-hmm. giving them a challenge and saying, okay, you need to do this with the Sphero. And so many times those kids are coming up with stuff that is so much more than anything I would have challenged them to do. So, yeah. um, and yeah, then that, they get to teach me. Yeah. It's, know, the, it's, which
0: it's is, the difference between, you know, one person working on a solution and 30 people working on a solution. You, you can get 30 different viewpoints. And yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so
0: and, and that's also good too. You said, you know, I mean, the kids will figure something out and be able to teach it back to you and, you know, and then you can share that with the whole class. And, and, and that's another good thing that we need to remind, uh, teachers you know that let those kids figure something out that's you don't have to be the expert on every bit of technology that you use before you right. start
1: yep exactly so
0: um there's lots of lots of avenues that STEM education is going in the future i mean you see so many new uh new products new new things i mean all sorts of crazy stuff you, you you think we're just gonna, you know, let STEM go by the roadside? You think uh, we're gonna keep going? You, you think STEM is here to stay? You think what it'll look like?
1: I think STEM is here to stay. What I would really love to see mm-hmm. is that it becomes more a part of the regular class, especially in the elementary setting, which I'm yep. in. You know, I would love to see that it can become more a part of the regular classroom setting versus something that's separate um you know for a wide but i know it's tough too because i've been in that regular classroom position and you know we need to teach those kids to read we need to teach those kids you know but i i do feel like with me having it separate sometimes number one it's tough because since i don't see them every day you know they might build something and then they have to take it apart because another class has to use uh you know that the more regular classroom teachers can incorporate it into their daily setting i think the better um you know but i think too it's important that we don't go overboard with stem and that we still you know i have friends that are in the humanities and the arts and things like that too that that's just just as important but i think like you said just letting kids be creative and STEM is a great way to do that and give them opportunities. Um, you know, I know there are some kids in my, when I see them, you know, that those might be the kids that struggle with reading or even with math, but like let them try to do a coding problem and it might take them a while, but they still get it. And to see that, um, how proud they are of that success that, that has to carry them into whatever they want to try to do. So, you know, it's not going away. Um, I have a a group of volunteers. There's a company across the street from our school that's a a web-based company. And, um, you know, they have a lot of coding background and things like that. And they come Mm -hmm. and help with a fourth grade once a month. Oh, that's awesome. And they're always saying, you know, this is so great that the kids are getting – Mm-hmm. these experiences as elementary kids you know they're like we didn't do this till high school or college yeah, yeah. that you know what whether or not the kids ever use any of these skills that i'm teaching them in a career i think it it gives them you know those um you know soft skills or you know it makes yeah. them learn yep. how they can solve problems how they they won't give up and all those kinds of things so and if,
0: um, and if you're going to be If you're going to be a writer, you you have to be creative and and if you're, you know, work in arts and humanity, you have to be creative in that too. And that creativity transfers. So so that's, that's awesome. But it sounds like you almost are, would be happy if you worked yourself out of a job if if all the teachers, uh, (laughs) then you'll go back to the regular classroom, right?
1: Yeah, right, right. All right. Or help. I could always like what I would love to, if my position could maybe be half working with the kids and then half working with teachers. Oh and yeah, helping that you know, kind of more like a coach or something like that, yeah. helping them know how they can incorporate more of that into their regular classroom.
0: Yeah, that's 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 an awesome idea too. So one one last question for you, Corey. Um, you could have somebody from science, technology, math, come and be you know your dinner guest or guest speaker in your classroom. Who would it be?
1: I'm so excited that you you know. For- First of all gave me a heads up on this question because it really did have to think for a while. But then, interestingly enough, I watched um, the TV show The Legends of Tomorrow. It's okay. uh, on CW. It's one of the like DC comics, like yep, Arrow yep. and the Flash. And yep. on one of their most recent episodes that I was catching up on, um, they were back in the 1930s and Hedy Lamar was. A part of the storyline okay and i don't do you know who Hetty lamar is
0: no all? i don't this is great
1: okay you're gonna need to google her i will actually i'll pull up her wiki right now but she was a movie star in the 1930s yeah but not and she's like you know a, a beautiful woman and yeah. was a leading actress but she also was an inventor and so she actually has patents and in the whole legends of tomorrow episode it was all about how because she ended up her you know future change um a lot of the things on their spaceship weren't working because she had actually invented them and so i would love to have time to talk to her because I think it's amazing to think about this woman in the 1930s.
0: Yeah who yeah.
1: was you know known as a beautiful woman and actress, but also was extremely smart and involved in the sciences and um, you know I don't know how many patents, but quite a few patents and uh, she's actually in the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Now I'm just wow. reading stuff. Um, oh, here we go. The principals, she worked with somebody else, but some of her, their work are argue, argue, uh, arguably incorporated into Bluetooth technology.
0: <laughs> wow. So, Movie uh, actress.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, the more I find out about her, I just think that's, I mean, it's amazing. You know, I guess it's kind of like that. um the hidden figures women too. Yeah, you know, yeah. that these women that we didn't know were behind the scenes figuring out all this stuff in science yeah. and technology. So yeah. I would love to have a chance to talk to her yeah. and that's that's awesome. Hand. And
0: that's a great reminder for you know for all of our all of our teachers, all of our all the students too. I mean to be reminded that you can be really good at one thing and really good at something else. And you can you can be exactly. an, you can be an actor or an actress and love uh, science and inventing or math and, and just how that's an awesome example. Thank you, Corey.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're welcome.
0: I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look up Hedy Lamar now. Yes. So, so very cool. Corey, it's Corey Graham. It's been, it's been great chatting with you today. Um, glad you could be a guest on the show today.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I'm so excited that you asked me to be here.
0: And, and I, and I never got to ask you, you know, why you are at Corey Tellers and, uh, if it's if it's a short story go ahead and tell us i'll try to
1: give the very quick short story when i was teaching kindergarten i started to do video calls where people from around the country that i connected with on twitter uh were reading stories books to my kindergartners and we ended up having like over 40 people read to us from all over and so i wanted to come up with a hashtag before this i was known as triton cory which was the name of my school but um, I wanted to come up with a hashtag so I could share all the videos of the people reading. And mm-hmm. so t- another person came up with using the hashtag CoryTellers. Gotcha. And so that just snowballed. And so I decided to change my Twitter handle to Corey Tellers. Paula right. McKeek, I have to give credit, Paula M- McPeek is the woman who came up with corytellers Tellers.
0: That's- that's cool. And, that, and yeah. that's, another, that's another great example, getting people, you know, connecting, you can connect all around the world with the internet and technology. It's, it's so incredible what, what oh, kids,
1: yeah.
0: teachers have open all these opportunities. Um, just, just do something in your classroom, right? Just, just pick something, do it. You know, it might work. It might not work. It might be a raging success. The kids may say you talk too much, but, right. <laughs> but it's going to be great, and it's going to give kids uh, a memorable experience in your classroom. So, exactly. thank you, thank yeah. you again, very much, Corey Graham.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: And uh, thanks again for listening to STEM Everyday podcast. Check out all the great podcasts on Remarkable Chatter, and uh, subscribe to the STEM Everyday podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And uh, We'll talk to you next time. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit remarkablechatter.com.